This is a Boathouse Studios podcast. To support this podcast and other podcasts like it, visit patreon.com slash boathouse studios. That's boathouse studios, B-O-A-T-H-A-U-S studios, house spelt the German way. When I started this clown thing, I thought it would be nothing but glory, you know, the glory of being a clown. I tell you, it's hard, tiring work. But when I see the smiles on their little faces, I just know they're getting ready to jab me with something. Welcome to Two Bad Neighbors. And welcome back. We are here talking about the episode Homie the Clown. I believe it is the uh, 15th episode. You got it. In the Simpsons 6th season. Uh, My name is Greg. My name's Alan. And this is Two Bad Neighbors. Um, Let's get it off and started, (laughs) shall we? Let's get it off and started. You know that old showbiz saying. I'd say that all the time. (laughs) Um, We're not in Boathouse right now. We're in Alan's house. We're on location. Yeah, that's that's why uh, the sound is a little bit different. Um, if you're wearing headphones, the sound is going to be all around you. It's going to be fun, but I suppose <laughs> sound is, never mind. Sound um, is always all around you. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's just life. So, uh, how have you been? I've been good. Uh, I'm trying to think of any interesting anecdotes, but I am drawing a blank. Uh, so the Oscars are coming up. They are. Yeah. Yeah. That's what yeah. I've been planning and excited for so. yeah they're in um two days that's right my goodness are you from ready this recording i think so okay i had to borrow several tables and chairs from work okay because uh we're having 21 people here <laughs> oh which is gonna be uh, a lot of people that is a lot of people guys but that's, it's a potluck that's true so there's gonna be a lot of food there is gonna be so a lot I'm of food okay that's gonna be great that's gonna be a lot of fun it's gonna be great um we got prizes we got uh Best dressed, people are going to be dressing fancy. This is the first time you're hosting it. That's correct. It was, I'm taking the mantle yeah, from you and your family. And I appreciate it. Um, last year, uh, your your family in general was kind of passing the torch to just you. Yeah. Uh, and you didn't really want to continue doing it as a tradition. Not really, no. It's a lot I'm, of work. <laughs> I'm, it, it is a lot of work. I'm sure you're finding that. Yeah. Um, but it's also... Um, Last year just kind of left a bad taste in my mouth. Mm. Like, it was nothing that happened at the party. It was more that I was just like... You hate Moonlight. I don't hate Moonlight. <laughs> I I'm, I, I don't have an opinion on Moonlight. I've never seen Moonlight. Oh, you should. It's great. I, I, that's what I, I, the world has told me. Um, but Better than La La Land, that's for sure. Well, my we whole, know that. My whole thing was... Uh, I just kept watching it and being like why am i watching this why am i watching this why am i watching this and i just i i didn't like it last mm. year um otherwise i probably would have kept going with it uh but i just didn't like it that's fair i i, I tend to be someone who has a love-hate relationship with the oscars yeah and i think it's coming back for me like <laughs> yeah. it's it's like because mine i think is a little bit um well, a little less like uh, love hate in the moment. It's um, I hate it, and then I'll, <laughs> and then I'll love it for a little while, and then I'll hate it for a little while, right? It's never love hate at the same time. It's I'm yeah, hating I have it a one love-hate day. Relationship with the Oscars in the sense that I don't love it and I hate it. 
That's not what I said. I know, I know. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, I, I understand that. Uh, yeah, I know there's a lot of people who are really down on the Oscars, and rightly so. Like, it's not a... It's, it's you know, it's a big circle jerk. It's Hollywood patting themselves on the back. But I think there are some uh, really interesting things that come from it. Um, and I think it is a really important thing for the industry because even if it's, you know, it is patting themselves on the back, things that garner attention from it uh, can be really positive. Things like lesser known... Uh, like Moonlight. Yeah, lesser known movies that most of the world might not have been aware of or cared about. Like Call Me By Your Name. We'll start watching them, yeah. And yeah. I think that's really important. And Like uh, every documentary pretty nominated. Much, yeah. <laughs> and Except so for maybe that, Icarus, because it's so easily... Yeah. It's so easily available on Netflix. Yeah. But, so I, I am always, I'm always interested in what, in what wins, uh, mostly for the sheer, uh, excitement of it. I don't actually care. And I, I don't think you'll find anyone who actually believes that the picture that wins best picture is the best picture of that year. Like very rarely do people agree with that. Um, well, since we're on that, yeah, since we're on it, yeah. let's, uh, bring our guest in. Sure. Um, not that take he, the gag order not off. that he needed to stay silent this whole time. <laughs> But he just chose to. It's not going um, tradition. And uh, hi, Ife. Hello. Uh, <laughs> How's everyone? Uh, we have uh, Dr. Ife Abiola back in the house. Um, it's, been house. it's been a while. It has been a while, yeah. Since so, you've been on the show. Well, yeah. you've been on the bonus. You were on the bonus episode oh, of, yeah. of which I have. I? <laughs> I have notes. Parts of me were. My body was so, there. Yeah. I, I have a few notes, which we'll get into later. Oh boy. Um, <laughs> 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 it's been a while since you've been on the show proper. Mm-hmm. Uh, in fact, I want to say Homer goes to college. Might be the last. Yeah, that time. Meant, I think that's it. Yeah, because that was early season five, and we've—I'm pretty sure—went through the rest of season five without you. And you, you always—you um, always give us a, a, a viewer or a listenership bump. Do I? I think you have some fans in Chicago or something. There are a few. Yeah, mm-hmm. everywhere I go, I'd say you guys better listen to this yeah. or else. <laughs> so um, start to take a big chunk of cinder. So block. yeah, no, all of your episodes have done well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, based on the data that I get. So it's not because so, you enjoy my company or perspective. <laughs> not even Simply a little just, bit. Just sweet, uh, sweet numbers. Speaking of uh, perspective, uh, do, you, do you have like a, uh, an opinion on the, uh, on the best picture of the year? Uh, this is one that I actually don't have. So I have no idea. I, I really wanted to watch all of them. Yeah. Sure. Wanted to. Yes. I did not. So uh, rarely do. I watched Get Out Very Impaired. Okay. And I was terrified beyond belief. Sure. And I remember, <laughs> still impaired, me, me, still impaired, yeah. uh, yelling at Alan, uh, that wasn't a comedy. I, no, and he wasn't. was like, no, I, and I didn't tell you it was, but I'm like, Alan, it wasn't a comedy. And uh, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was terrifying, and I thought it was very well done. Uh, everyone said to watch it, and I'd really like it, uh, and I did. So I did both those things. Sure, yeah. That's that's it. I hope that movie wins. That's the one I saw. That's the one. That's the only one you saw. No, I saw I saw a couple of other ones. Like which which other ones? <laughs> Moving on. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I saw a few that for like uh, Does DNA stand for you. Uh, nah. <laughs> uh, like best uh, for best actress, I saw I Tonya. Yeah, but what best pictures did you see? I actually think that's it. It might be the wrong. only one. Let me let me bring up the list here real quick. Okay. Uh, so the post. No. Lady Bird. No. Get out. Yep. Dunkirk. Did no, I didn't see that one. Uh, Darkest Hour. I did not see that the one. The Shape of Water. Three I'm... billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. And F- Phantom Thread and Call Me By Your Name. I will see three billboards and I will see another one. Phantom Thread? <laughs> yes. People have been talking about that one. 
That's probably my favorite of the year. It's Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, it's amazing. It's it, it's really really great. Mm-hmm. And I've been um like I always I always love watching Paul Thomas Anderson movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I'm always very very scared when I watch them for the first time. Um, ever since the master came out because it was like, Oh, I, cause that was the one that came out after there will be blood and there will be blood is a, one of my favorite movies That's of all time. Tremendous mm-hmm. movie. Yeah. And then the master came out and I just didn't get it. I, it just didn't work for me. The performances are great. The writing's great. The story, I just couldn't. Cinematography. Beautiful. Yeah. It's a beautiful film. It's great, but I just don't like it. It's just doesn't yeah. work for me. And the same thing happened with inherent vice and he doesn't make movies every year. They're, they're oh, cons- very few and far between. Yeah, they're considerably like spaced apart. Film. Yeah. And been so since in the 90s. every time he makes one, I'm like, please let this be a masterpiece. <laughs> please be good. Yeah. <laughs> please be good. I was very, very uh, happy with Phantom Thread, though. I was yeah. very, very pleasantly surprised. Okay. I'll see that one, Shape of Water, and I'll see the Billboard one. Uh, you, yeah, you should be see the Billboard one. That one's probably going to win. Oh, the Billboard one. I'm, oh, uh, the bill, those, those billboards. Bill. Yeah, I bet. Speaking of billboards, I bet it wins. It's Billboard Day. It's Billboard Day in Springfield. Day. In Springfield. But before we get to the episode, we do have a quick uh, mailbag. Oh, do we get through? Hmm. Uh, we did get a message from Raymond, uh, who's from Toronto. Oh, hi, Raymond from Toronto. He's been listening since last September. What took uh, you so long? Well, he binged classic Simpsons clips on YouTube, mm-hmm. and he stumbled upon the Real Jims. Real <laughs> Welcome. Oh, Real Jim. Uh, the Real Jims. He st- he was in a crummy office front desk job uh, around the same time, and the podcast really helped him through entering numbers on Excel sheets, really? faking a smile to people who walk up to the reception desk and an hour and a half commute. Uh, so it's it's been great finding out about all these little bits of trivia, thanks to our encyclopedic knowledge. Thank you. Wow. And... Uh, and he also finds the off-topic movie discussion great as well. So there, there was some more for you right yeah. at the top there. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, coming from a very Chinese neighborhood and being Chinese himself. Uh, he had to add that or else it would be yes. very... <laughs> and <laughs> I, am also I live ch- in a Chinese neighborhood. I live in a very like, Chinese why neighborhood. Why are you telling All right, us we're going to stop this uh, yeah. letter here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, plus being around kids born in the mid-90s that just don't get it. He felt like he was the only fan. Uh, so mm. this is nice. So we, we've talked about this with some of the, of our other listener mail about how, uh, people don't, a lot of people nowadays, maybe, uh, different than us growing up when we found Simpsons fans everywhere. Now it's, you know, the people who are big fans aren't necessarily broadcasting it. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so you, you can, you can find them. They're out there, but you just, you know, you have to, you have to look for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, a little bit of his story, as we like to do, what's your story? Yeah, go for it. Um, he was born in 95, and some of his earliest memories uh, on TV was The Simpsons. Uh, he has a baby photo where in the background is a rerun of Krusty Gets Busted. <laughs> <laughs> he says if he ever finds the photo, he'll send it to us, so that would be nice. Oh, nice. Um, he might be wrong about the episode. Uh, he's raised in front of a TV screen, Simpsons sat- satirized every so often, uh, discovering the magical part of Canadian television where you could watch about three to four episodes of The Simpsons per day in the mid-2000s. Oh, it's pretty great. Which we have, of course, talked about many times. Uh, and the schedule has changed slightly compared to when we watched it, he says, which makes sense. Um, it says 5 p.m. on CBC, 6 p.m. on Omni 1, 10 p.m. on Fox, and 8 p.m. on Omni 2. So, yeah, <laughs> makes sense. I forgot all about Omni 1. Um, his Omni favorites, one. it's hard to pick a favorite. His favorites are the ones with Sideshow Bob and Hank Scorpio. So that's 
you know, Kindred a broad, spirits. a broad uh, spectrum, and then a very narrow spectrum. Mm. With Sideshow Bob is in many episodes. Scorpio's only in the one. Um, but yeah, and uh, he also talks about how the uh, <laughs> just he thought that The Simpsons had just an infinite supply of quality episodes, uh, and then found out how very wrong he was uh, when he went past season eleven. Mm. Uh, <laughs> He watched every episode of The Simpsons one That's summer. That's generous, too. And that was a roller coaster of disappointment. Which one did he say? Uh, he watched every episode every of episode. The Simpsons one summer. Okay. I thought he, like, he pinpointed. He watched every episode. Yeah. Um, I haven't done that. Bless in a, you. In a summer. Yeah. I, I told you about my quest once. Yeah. I got I, to season 25, I want to say. And I, I haven't gone back to it. You um, had a wall. I hit a wall. I also, like, I don't remember anything about seasons, like, I don't know, 18 through 25, you know, like... Why would you? They're terrible. It's it's all so unmemorable. There's, like, there's like maybe three episodes I can pinpoint in my mind. There's the, like, Mr. Roddy one with uh, Maggie. It's like a, like a Da Vinci Code kind of spoof. Oh, I've seen that one! Yeah. Uh, there's also one where Bart becomes a farmer. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wacky. And then, and then the other one I remember because I hated it so much. It's one where Mr. Burns, uh, like encounters a green mile-esque uh, john coffee oh no and they have the really terrible uh uh pre-evil joke that was like i don't know how this got onto uh network television but uh there it is all right <laughs> for those that aren't aware john coffee in the film green mile is basically like you know taking the bad out of people and then like spits out these like black flies or whatever uh this character does that to mr like... burns to like suck out his evil and then but he's, like, still evil, and he's like, oh, I'm afraid all you got was my pre-evil. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a line so of dialogue that's, from it. That's oh, a line of dialogue. That's, that's, a, that's a sexual innuendo, a terrible sexual innuendo on The Simpsons that is just disgusting and has no place. Uh, yeah. Mm. So, back to Raymond. Uh, he's been, he says, we know we, he knows we've been threatening to end the podcast once we wrap up Season 8, which is actually incorrect. We were saying Season 10. Yeah. But... Uh, season eight is when we end uh, enjoying it. <laughs> Threatening. <laughs> uh, it's not really a threat. It's more like a promise. But he does want to hear our thoughts on episodes uh, on Zombie Simpsons, as uh, some have referred to it, uh, which is, you know, post-Golden Age. Uh, two episodes per season, maybe, you know, that kind of thing. And maybe, we have talked about it. Yeah, maybe maybe when the whole, when the show's done proper, we'll stick to bonus episodes and just base it off of mailbag suggestions. Yeah, we could do that. Hmm. Um, I like the idea of doing maybe like <laughs> entire seasons in one episode. That would you be know? kind like, of fun. Yeah, that'd be kind like of fun. Just power through yeah. like all of season twelve, and then be like, "All right, here's our recap on season 12. Uh It sucks. Don't watch here's, it. Here's some highlights of yeah, how bad yeah. it is. So here's we'll some. Here's here's a here is a highlight from the season, and then everything else is shit. Mm-hmm. Um, the best part of season twelve is the episode behind the laughter because it's. It's and, fine. <laughs> and, that's, and that's your opinion. It's, I disagree. It's fine. But speaking of laughter. Yeah. Krusty the Clown. Yeah. Incites laughter in children. He sure does. And this episode is all about Krusty the Clown. Ooh, nice and Homer And Homie the Clown. Nice segue. Uh, Homer the Clown. So this is uh, Homie the Clown, the 15th episode of season six, directed by David Silverman. Written... Can I, can I, can I, take, can I take a guess? Mm-hmm. John Schwarzwalder. Written by John Schwarzwalder. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, originally aired on February 12th, 1995. Okay. That is, that is the, uh... 1995. The episode. It's a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. 13, 
23 seasons ago. 1323. 1323. <laughs> oh, a 513. Uh. <laughs> Damn it. Uh, so this episode, <laughs> this is all about uh, Homer becoming a crusty impersonator, yes. essentially. Yes. Krusty is low on money, so he has to franchise out himself yep. and create a clown college. And Homer is one of the people who joins... Thanks to the billboards, the three billboards outside Springfield, Missouri. Yeah, and... they are three billboards. <laughs> and he uh, gets in some wacky hijinks, uh, kind of culminates in, you know, uh, him claiming to be crusty in the real world to get free things, which eventually means, you know, because Krusty's a shady character, mm-hmm. getting in trouble with the mob. Mm-hmm. And uh, what do we think of the episode, fellas? Um... You mentioned something at the very beginning uh, when we were watching this episode. You uh, you said under your breath, so much death. <laughs> uh, I didn't hear that. <laughs> there is. There's a lot of there's death in this episode. so much death in this episode. And it's, oh, wow. And, well. yeah, no, and it's, yeah, it's all played off <laughs> and it's all played for laughs. Um, I can and, think of... And how. Yeah, I, and they all land, <laughs> by the way. Death um, and kidnapping, I want to yeah. say. Um, so there's the, there's the huge, uh, like dozen car pile up behind Homer that explodes, explodes. into an inferno. So they're all dead. Yeah. Um, a wealthy oh, dowager yeah. is, uh, probably going to get killed. Presumed by dead. Um, <laughs> missing the presumed dead. Well, I mean the, the one that, that Krusty <laughs> hit with the pie, I think is dead cause her head cracked into <laughs> a, so into a wall. Dead. Um, do you think that's why Homer like writes kill because he he sees it happen? Yeah, because he he's sees. Like, oh, he he killed her. Yeah, okay, that's I, what I need to do. I do think that. And okay. uh, stop, stop! He's already dead. Mm-hmm. Of course. Um, with the crusty burglar. Um, so that's that's all really hilarious. But it's something that I believe uh, also possibly some uh, employees at the plant. Oh right. Burning, oh yeah, burning with the burning employee. Yeah. Yep. Um, but I, when, when I was watching this episode, it also brought up to me, um, it, from the book Planet Simpson, because this is an episode, this, that's a moment that, mm. uh, Chris Turner points out as kind of a turning point in the season, in the series, really, mm-hmm. is, um, that Deep Space Homer and this episode are very much like that in the fact that it's like, oh, this is just like, this is, this is very cartoony, this is murder with no consequences, mm-hmm. um, yeah, this is Homer going to space. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Sure. That's what the show is going to do now. Yeah. Um, and so this is an episode that's that's a distinct, distinctly different from what the show initially started out to be. Sure. And it, um, I'm not saying it's worse for it. Um, I love this episode. I really, really do. I think it's a great episode. Yeah. Personally. Um, I think there are certain issues with, like, uh, the way... It's abrupt, like but they a, end, but they end up being charming. Like for instance, just like oh, I'm just gonna do this thing. I'm just gonna yeah. You guys have held me back long enough. I'm going to clown, clown college. college. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's and, a very and they even acknowledge it. Like oh, no one yeah, it's a very contrived way to get the plot rolling. Yep. arguably, but uh, it it does it does work with Homer's character. <laughs> it does. It, it does. And I actually find it very uh, edifying of Marge and the family. Mm-hmm. Because there was no pushback whatsoever. It wasn't, you have a family to feed, you have a job, you have other obligations. It's just like, yeah, let's get him dressed. Yeah, and the, the next scene is, is her helping him get dressed for clown college. And they're very, like, right, this is what you're doing. And they're very supportive. I mean, I feel are. like, I feel, part of me thinks that's because they realize it's futile to try and stop him. Like, 
like they know they know their father slash husband well yeah. enough to know like okay uh, he's he's doing this we just gotta play along don't resist this or more people will die it's, yeah, yeah pretty much solid, stupid gesture but it's also a it's also a very telling uh commentary on advertising i think that's very clear yeah. uh and how homer is the average american um and how you know Literally, he's like, oh, new bo- billboard day, great. That'll tell me what I need to buy. Whatever you say, Mr. Billboard. Yep. And, of, of course, uh, Clown College, you can't eat you that. You can't eat that. That's why he initially pushes back from it, mm-hmm. but he can't help but feel like it's what the billboard was telling me to do. Mm-hmm. I need to do it. Yeah. As much as I don't want to, I start. he starts like visually hallucinating <laughs> clowns everywhere. It's so fast. <laughs> it happens so fast. It just takes over his entire being. It really does. The want to go to this thing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's scary. It causes the deaths of probably four people. Uh, and he imagines... The section he's watching is on fire. Yeah. And so probably, you know, Those a lot just, of money to replace all yeah. the equipment. And, and it's... Oh, man, Homer. <laughs> it's, it's, re- it's, it's really funny how, like, how, huh. how this works and... So many other of his, uh, of, of his, uh, employee, like, uh, of, like Homer is a this, uh-huh. <laughs> this week, don't in later, th- in later seasons. What do you mean, sir? Like his, his idea to become, to be like, I'm going to clown college. Yeah. Contrived as it may be, uh-huh. it works. Yeah. It's funny and it works. Whereas in later seasons, the way they get him to certain things just, yeah. just, just doesn't work. Um, I'm going to be a, a modern artist now. Yeah, that one. Um, <laughs> For example, the first one that springs to my mind. But that that one is uh, that one's a pretty silly first act bait and switch, mm-hmm. um, which is pretty typical of later seasons. Yeah, as it were. zombie yeah. seasons. Yeah, that's a that's a good one. Um, <laughs> what's the other one in season nine? He because uh, that one's season nine. He also does modern artist is not season. No? No. I it's got to be 10 or 11. Really? Okay. Because nine, 9 is a season I know well enough yeah. that I know all the episodes in it, uh, even if there's some I hate. Yeah. <laughs> 10 and 11 are when it gets into the, for me, unwatchable. Yeah. Pretty yeah. close to unwatchable, I should say. Totally fair. Um, but there's, there's, there's a lot of examples of the Homer does this, Homer becomes a blank. Right. And they just, they just don't. Work like um, Homer becomes a farmer. Homer becomes a farmer. Uh, well, the tobacco one. Yeah, that one. That one. That's exactly what I'm thinking of. That one's like okay, it's a glove. Mm-hmm. He starts slapping people, and then after seven minutes, they go to the farm. Yep, because he slapped the wrong person. He slapped the <laughs> wrong. I hate that uh, one. Uh, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, mob and pop art is the, is the episode. Yeah, uh, it is the nineteenth episode of season. 10. Season 10. I just want to say as well, when I uh, searched for this, for mm. some reason, the image that's with it... Oh, hey, Al Jean. ...is fucking Al Jean. <laughs> <laughs> the image associated with... Like, put an image from the episode, not his dumb face. Al, what are you doing? If you want to come on the show, you're Got welcome to. I would, you know, if he did that, uh. just do record numbers. 
Record numbers. If, if Al Jean came on your show, I hope one day he does. I do too. I absolutely do. I would love to talk to Al Jean. For all five minutes that he'll put up with it. Because it's going to be started, a slaughter. I've started tweeting at uh, Simpsons writers and... Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, sending them to, to hopefully sending uh, them mail with white powder in it too. No, <laughs> you guys are filled with hate. No, no, no. Here's the thing. If let, me, Al- let me go on the record. <laughs> I have not done that. <laughs> if Al Jean, uh, let's let's clear this up right now. It's fun <laughs> taking shots at him because he's been in charge for all of it. Yeah. You know? Um, and it's become a trope yeah, on our show, essentially. <laughs> but if he were to come and sit down, that would, or call us for any reason whatsoever, I would lose my mind. Oh, that yeah. would be the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Um, if I if I can uh, uh, dial back the uh, persona that I put on with yeah. the show for a moment, yeah. I listened through the entire commentaries of seasons 1 through 10 yeah. of The Simpsons many times. And Al Jean is present on many of those. Yeah. And I actually really like his insight in a lot of those commentaries. I think he's actually one of the first writers that I committed to memory mm-hmm. uh, when I was learning about the show on a behind-the-scenes level. Yeah. And so <laughs> this little game we play yeah. of teasing Al Jean is merely in jest because, <laughs> as you said, he is currently in charge. Yeah. And the show should die. Yeah. But... Uh, if you want to come on the show, Al, it would be a dream come true. It would be an honor. So, <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, an episode? Homer, Homer does blank. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, this and, one works. And how this one, and how this one, even though it feels, it feels contrived, it works, and I think it's because it's, um, it's a direct core, it's a direct corollary to what we've seen come before. Right. Um, it's not a bait and switch. Right. It's a, um, well, here's Krusty, here's his problem, he needs to license his name again, and this is the result of it, how does it affect the family that the show is named for? Mm -hmm. Which we all expect to happen, right? How is this, the whole trick is how does it affect the Simpsons going forward in some way or another? Like, we are initially given Bart and Lisa's reaction to it, so maybe it would be Bart and Lisa, but... As soon as we see Homer, it's like, oh, this is going to be a Homer-centric episode. Right. Um, and it it makes sense because, well, we've seen it build to that. And the episode follows through on it rather than, I think, and I think this is what I'm going to use as a shorthand for the, um, for the first act bait and switch. I'm going to call <laughs> it a badger in the yard. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, it's very telling to it's, me. It's not a badger in the yard situation. Yeah. Um, and for those of you who know what I'm talking about, I'm sorry you got, had to see that episode. Because <laughs> those that don't know, look up a tale of two Springfields. It's real bad. <laughs> it's uh, go away. We're we got we something got, else. We got bigger bigger problems. Now. We got bigger problems yeah. now. That was the that was the moment. Yeah. In the show where I realized that they don't care anymore. Yeah, they don't care about making the A to B. Uh, plot structure. It's oh. just you know, they started putting the B plot entirely in the first act, mm-hmm. and then transitioning to the A plot, just however. Yeah, however they matter. could. Uh, whereas in golden years they would weave it. Yeah. Through like someone else would be dealing with the badger while Homer was doing the the the, the two Springfields thing. Exactly. Throughout the whole episode, um, that's better writing, and in <laughs> some way they would connect at the end. Yeah. Uh, but no, he had to be lazy about it. 
about uh, this episode. So this episode also kind of lampshades a initial story conceit that was go- going to happen uh, when they didn't realize you know the show would be super successful and oh, go yes. on for a long time. <laughs> oh, uh, rare. The yeah. idea is that originally, because uh, Homer and Krusty look so similar, uh, it was an intentional design choice mm-hmm. because they wanted to, to be revealed that Homer was actually Krusty the Clown in clown makeup. Uh, I'm sure we've talked about this on the show before, but for those that aren't aware, it's a good refresher because this episode kind of, like I said, lampshades it because when Homer does put on the crusty clown makeup, they look pretty much identical. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only way they keep the differential... <laughs> that's not a word. The difference between the two is Homer's uh, two strings of hair on the top of his head versus the tuft that Krusty has. Yeah. And the nose... Homer's clearly is just painted red versus uh, Krusty having an actual little round clown nose. He has a clown nose, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the original idea was that, you know, uh, Bart hates Homer, but his hero is Krusty. And so there was going to be some weird reveal where it's like, ah, your hero's been here all along. I don't know what the... Marge is going to have bunny ears. Like, there was a whole bunch of shit at the beginning that Matt Groening came up with because... He thought it would be interesting. I don't know. He expected to fail. <laughs> well, yeah, he didn't expect just it to burn it down to go on for thirty seasons. That's true. So, so that's interesting. Uh, <laughs> they draw clear attention to it uh, at the end of the episode, right? With uh, I'm seeing double four crusties, well, and you know how they can't really tell who's who. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but it is a <laughs> it is an interesting way to bring in this uh this whole idea of homer being a crusty double yeah you know uh (laughs) because it's also weird that it seems like the town uh because okay first of all crusty isn't international is he uh, they don't, sometimes really, they he don't is. define what this he is or the show is in the words of james wade what, what is, is the Krusty the, the, the Clown, Clown show? show? What is, is the it? segment we like to call? <laughs> what is the Krusty the Clown show? It's been ever. It's everything, <laughs> uh-huh. and it's nothing. Yeah. It's it's been at, a talk show, yeah, a kids show, mm. a variety show, a sketch show, yeah. Um, it's he he apparently does just birthday parties, yeah. We'll just go and dance for at, kids, at, get cake thrown at yep. him. <laughs> He'll do, like, openings of uh, locations, like the Krusty Burger yeah. we see in this one. Uh, at one point, it, it'll be, like, a highly regarded Emmy Award winning show, and at another point, it'll be the worst trash on tele- on television. Yeah. All at the same time, it is the Springfield of television shows. Yeah, it's, it's basically the catch-all uh, of... Uh, Hollywood entertainment, whatever yeah. you want to call it, yeah. showbiz, basically, right? Yeah. Um, which you know, speaking of the, because it's a crusty episode, uh, not entirely, but there, there's yeah. a lot of crusty in it. There's a lot of celebrity references, which we yeah. get to at the reference desk. Yeah. But uh, it does <laughs> it does paint this picture of crusty being having to do a whole bunch of things in his career, and because he's able to open this clown college and get different people to represent him in different states, apparently. Different states and countries, evidently. Yeah. <laughs> right, because there's a the guy from Russia. Yeah, right? from yeah. Russia. Uh, so that he doesn't have to do that anymore, and he can just have... So <laughs> so this is 
this is where it starts to get a little murky for me. So, okay, Homer graduates. Yep. He is the Springfield representative of Krusty. Is yeah. that correct? Yeah. I believe so, yes. Yeah. But Krusty is a Springfielder. Yeah. Yep. So is, <laughs> is the idea that, like, these other people are, are like, in Seattle and Kuakuk and yeah. uh, Cucamonga and all those places also being Krusty's? Yeah. Yeah. So before this, did he travel all over the... No. Uh, here's how I understand it. Okay. It's like franchising. Right. So... So he was Springfield-based. He's Springfield-based. At the beginning of this episode. Yeah. The whole idea is that he could go to these things, but he couldn't go to every single one, right? Um, so what do you do? You franchise out your name. You license out your name. You let people use it, and you get a cut right. of everything they do. So it's just another way to make money exactly. for him. Yeah. Which That's how I understand it. It's because like you, when you open a McDonald's, you get the franchise, but you also get it's McDonald's, <laughs> right? It's part of a corporation. You're giving money to Ray Kroc. Yeah. At the end of the day, <laughs> he'll get some of that. Um, Not much. No. According to the movie The Founder. Sure. He gets most of it. Yeah. He's a greedy, greedy man. Yeah. And not not nice. But, yeah, so... I like okay. that movie. That, I do, too. That <laughs> makes sense to me. Um, <laughs> then my other question... <laughs> okay, question seems, the first. Yeah, it seems like most of Springfield completely buys in <sighs> to the idea of Homer being the real Krusty. Of course! Even though uh-huh. he's clearly talking normally to Ned, for example, yep, uh, to other people as Homer, but in crusty makeup, like he's at work in yep. his crusty makeup, just hanging out. Mm-hmm. So, are they all just that dumb? Is that really well, what we're? Well, Lenny, Lenny addresses him as Homer. I know. Um, Ned does. Uh-huh. Uh huh. It's just people that don't. Millhouse thinks that he's crusty. Are we gonna give him that credit? <laughs> What credit? <laughs> Are we going to give him the credit that he wouldn't think that? Millhouse is stupid. Millhouse is an idiot. He's the dud. What about Kirk? Does he think he's actually crusty or does no. he know? No, no he, he definitely knows. Because um, the uh, way he talks to him. It's not 530 yet. Yeah. But he realizes that some people who don't know him would be fooled by it, maybe. <laughs> and so we only really see it work the two two times. On Apu, which I don't really buy. Um, Wiggum. And Wiggum, which I totally buy. And then the, the mobsters. Well, the mobsters, yes. And I was talking about the car salesman. Oh, the car, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Because sure, sure. um, he doesn't actually... It doesn't work on, on the car salesman. Right. Um, so when it, when it finally comes time for the, for the mobster part... You don't think it worked on the car salesman? I don't think he thinks he's crusty or anything like I don't that. think he cares. He just wants, well, to, yeah, he he just wants to move that car. Yeah, that's he the point. He clearly wants he, to move that car he, because yeah. there's someone opening fire yeah. at him. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't know it's at Krusty. He just knows it's at the car. I don't know if this is in and your... And he doesn't flinch. I don't know if I, this is in your reference desk, mm-hmm. but the in your in your reference notes. But ah, fuck it, we'll save it for the reference <laughs> sure. desk. Sure, I I love that car salesman. Oh yeah, I think he's he's he doesn't his he voice doesn't, doesn't change. Yeah. He's just like, he's he's so calm. You want my advice? Someone sniping at both of them, arguably, and he's stingingly quick. Like uh-huh. bullet, 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 and he's like, yeah, uh, "What's those? Those speedos make the car go faster." <laughs> Immediately, he didn't think about it, didn't have to breathe in. He was just it was already he coming just, out. He just knew. 
He's, uh, he's a pro. It may not have been the first time that yeah. happened. Yeah. Bad, bad <laughs> yeah, it is Springfield. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> the shootings, sack beatings, yeah, all that stuff. All of it. <laughs> like, everyone's very calm at bullets in this episode. Yeah, yeah. Flanders. And, uh, it's very predictive. Violence and death yeah. in this episode are just fine. Mm-hmm. And that's fine <laughs> in this episode. It works. It works. Uh, the moment when Flanders gets shot the first time. Oh, that's so funny. It's so... This <laughs> episode so uses silence so well. Uh, firstly, with the family staring at him when he's oh, playing yeah. with the potatoes. Uh-huh. The <laughs> silence is palpable. And, yep. he, and then when Flanders gets shot, and yep. it's just nothing. They don't mm-hmm. have birds chirping. It's just Homer... Just and, and Homer doesn't react. Doesn't either. react. Nope. He's not like, like, holy shit, my uh, you know friend in quotes... And neighbor has just been shot. Yep. He just watches him yep. and then sees him stand back up. Dead silence. And then he gets shot again. Yep. And I mean, yeah, it's uh, Homer's not very bright, but it's very funny. <laughs> yeah, great use of silence in this. I wanted to just watch it again and pick up the parts where it's just super quiet. <laughs> there's um there's there's some uh just really amazing uh uses of not just silence but uh the whole soundscape that they that they creatively add in uh, references. I'm thinking mostly of the um, the Godfather reference when mm. they're going across the thing, um, and Krusty's uh, referencing of um, references in this episode are dropped so fast. Uh, oh yeah, I got a big list. Yeah, are they are so fast, but they're so cleverly done that mm. you might not even like pick them up as, mm-hmm. as references and it's like and it's it's sometimes it's even better because like when you when you realize that it was a reference you're like oh that is so funny um this is a very satisfying episode for that <laughs> one of the things that golden age simpsons does better than almost every other show right. that's yeah. ever existed well and supposedly uh Schwarzwelder wrote this uh and it didn't take didn't have very many rewrites or additions mm. so it's pretty much a first draft episode mm-hmm which uh, kind of feels weird. like it in a certain place, mm-hmm. um, but <laughs> the way they get him, like the, ah, the okay. contrivance of getting him yeah. there, it, that that feels a little bit like. It's like how do I get Homer like, to be a, he's, a clown? He's, he's got to be a clown, Johnny. He's got to be a clown. It's like it's all, all right. right. He's, he's a billboard that says clown college. He goes there. <laughs> all, right. all right, sure, <laughs> that works. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in. Uh, in this episode, we get a reappearance of Fat Tony and his mm, cronies. Anthony Fat Tony D'Amico. Yeah, I just I wanna I wanna mention that just before I came over today, I was watching Martin Scorsese's Corsi- Casino. Mm. Um, Scorsino. Scorsino. <laughs> uh, That's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was watching Casino, and that came out in '95. It sure did. Yeah. Um, so did this episode. Is Tony Montaigne in Casino? Uh, Joe Montaigne? That's the one. Uh, Fat Tony. no. Fat Tony, Tony Montaigne. Tony Montaigne. Yeah. He's in, he's in The Godfather 3. Is that the only mobster one? That's the major one okay. that he's in. And that was released in 1990. Right. And, yeah, he's played the stereotypical mob boss on The Simpsons since then. Um, but he was also on The Sopranos, wasn't he? No. No? Mm-mm. Oh, I feel racist now. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, Italians. <laughs> um, 
But uh, yeah, let's talk about the depiction. <laughs> yeah, on that note, let's talk about, <laughs> well, on, on yeah. talk about the depiction of Italian Americans sure. in this episode because there's quite a few, there's, and yeah. they run the gamut of basically every stereotype yeah, in yeah. this one episode. Um, <laughs> starting with Fat Tony and his goons, mm-hmm. um, Luigi, Lu- uh, and we get Luigi, um, and finally we get the Godfather yep. character, um, which are. All of them. That's that's it. Yep. That's, that's those are the three. Those mm-hmm. are the stereotypes. What else? What Lu- else do you need? Yeah. Luigi uh, is kind is <laughs> isn't out of character because he still insults a bunch of people. But yeah. it's I was actually expect because I forgot every time he appears I forget which like joke uh-huh. is associated with him uh-huh. and I was like oh what does he call Homer posing as Krusty in, yeah. this, in this scene but he doesn't he doesn't have that usual you know like Mister Cucalamanza or like oh, some I really guess, ugly yeah, he kid. totally buys it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, oh, he does. Yeah, yeah he totally. Um, he just calls everyone else scum compared to Krusty. Yeah, oh, that's fine. Which, like, we I wondered though if like after he sits Krusty down, if he's like, oh, fucking asshole, Krusty is here. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> something maybe a bit more. Um, well, he, he thinks Bart's a real ugly that. kid. Yeah, so he'll probably I mean. say that to the kid, to the chef. <laughs> hey, Krusty's here. He brought some ugly kid. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it brought some really ugly kid and some dame with large hair. Yeah, some big haired idiot. Yeah, uh, he's just mean. He's, yeah, mean he's, everyone, he's a mean so. person. Uh-huh. He's, a, he's, a, he's a very mean man. Uh, <laughs> I like Luigi a lot. <laughs> well, he's a he's a fun character. It's funny character. Yeah. Um, there was I I like to take note of uh, of things that we say during the episode um, because it's just like. It's really fun to come back and be like, what made you say that at this particular <laughs> moment? Um, is this an episode of Gotcha? No, oh, heavens no. Okay. Um, this is an episode of Why'd You Say That? <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, and this one is, Ife, you were just like, oh. I fucking hate Bill <laughs> And I thought that was just so funny. I was like, what? I, I get why you do, but uh-huh. what oh, yeah, he's in, a little kid. in that? Yeah, he's a little weaner kid, but what in that moment uh-huh. made you say that? Made you say, I hate Milhouse? The, he's so not self-aware <laughs> of anything. Like, I understand he's a child, and hey, I got Krusty the Clown. Yeah. Uh, and Bart, just being a good friend, not being like, hey, that's my dad. Yeah. Uh, Bart, I'm pretty sure I could get my let's, let's Let's flip this. I hate Bart, too. Not in this episode, yep. because Bart... Didn't want to ruin a little Millhouse's uh, feeble wiener dreams, yeah. whatever. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, okay, yeah. Feeble wiener, wiener dreams. dreams. Yeah, I feel like that's uh, if I ever run for title. office, don't cut that into a thing and let's ruin my life. But uh, he did. He <laughs> want to ruin his friends. His friends' impression that you know you got he got a clown. Crusty, he yeah. was happy for him. He participated. He just said, yeah, you know, I think I could probably get him too. And Millhouse. Couldn't just let it go. He's, oh, I don't know. I don't know, Bart. Uh, my dad's a pretty big wheel at the Cracker Factory. Something about that just ate at my heart and soul, and I couldn't stand it. You've never just said that to yourself? You hate Millhouse? Oh, yeah, Even all the if time. you're just, like, no, driving or something? Uh, or? This, this wasn't, like, this isn't me being like, why did you do that? Uh-huh. This is me being like, what exactly made you say that? Because that, I thought it was very funny. It was in comparison to Bart. With my dislike of Bart, mm. Milhouse stood out as particularly detestable. Who's, sure. a, who's a more detestable character, Milhouse or Mo? Oh, Mo by a, a <laughs> landslide. Yeah, but Mo is very funny to you. Mo's hilarious, but you don't find Milhouse funny. Not on purpose. <laughs> Milhouse is one of those people that's funny. Like you laugh at them. Yeah, yeah. you don't laugh at Mo. I, I laugh with Mo. A lot uh, of times. Yeah. Do you? Ah. Uh. 
Let me qualify that. Let me qualify that. He's a bad man. He's a bad he, he, man is, he, he is. He is. He is. I see things. those arms. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Any injuries the gambling community hasn't heard of yet? Uh, but Blanche. Okay. You gonna go so, get some corpses? Yes, no, I'm going to get some corpses. Yeah. Uh, so okay. if you knew someone like Mo in real life, let's let's break this down. If you knew someone like Mo in real life, would you would you hang out with him and be like, ah, no, you're, no, no, you're a no, great, no, I, w- I would a lot of fun. I'm glad we can laugh Mo, together Mo about a, you going to get, dig up corpses. Get up corpses. Mo is the kind of guy that you'll you'll read a headline of him in the paper and laugh about it. <laughs> okay. Millhouse is somebody that you la- like. Oh man, isn't that person funny? It's like, well, they're not funny intentionally. They're just they're just a sad person you laugh at. Okay. That's how I, that's how I perceive it. I mean, take I it think for what it's worth. <laughs> I think we've all known a, a Millhouse. Oh yeah, and that's a shame. Mm-hmm. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I find uh, funny about Millhouse is that he <laughs> he's basically a like a bottom of the totem pole mm-hmm. in it, almost every conceivable way. He's looking for someone to boss him around. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> And it's actually weird, and maybe maybe no one else agrees with me, but it's weirdly inspiring that he is still able to find joy in his life. Uh-huh. You think he is able to? Absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. Most you're of the right. time yeah. when we no, see Millhouse, right. he's in high spirits. You're right, he is. He's not, you know, a depressed, like, everything's the worst. He's He's like, you know, he's pining for Lisa, but he's not like, you know... Uh, she's never gonna let he's like oh sure what's a big sister for like he's yeah he's always optimistic and that's what i find that i was I like just, about I, I was just mm. thinking of the of the one-off joke where he's sitting in the harrier jet take that uh, dr, dr. Yeah. sally waxler yeah 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 because yeah, yeah. yeah. that's that's kind of a miserable moment for him which is we don't see very often you're and that's like that's an exception not the rule yeah you made a good point there uh milhouse has hope mm-hmm. mo does not <laughs> He no, does not, yeah, no. Mo's days are not going to get any better. That's yeah. true, and he knows it, which makes sense because he's you know an adult man who <laughs> whose life is in the trash heap. He put his head in Millhouse. Put arguably, his head in the oven in the yeah, episode no the funeral, Rift of the Magi. Yeah, no funeral on the note on the back, yeah. and Millhouse still has his whole life ahead of him. He could turn things around. Yeah. Whole life of failure uh-huh. yeah. ahead of him, <laughs> most likely. I mean, if we're to believe the future episodes that they that they show, nothing goes wrong. Well, oh, of course not. I never will, but. But, uh, you know, the writers believe Milhouse has no fu- no hope in sight. They keep... But I believe that he does. They keep making them. They keep making those future episodes. Uh-huh. So, great. Yeah. <laughs> great. So, I, I like Milhouse. I think he's really funny because he's such a wiener kid. Mm-hmm. And uh, I like that he's not down on himself about it. And I like that, like, even in this episode, like, the fact that he's like, so, what do you think? I was able to trust the clown. And he's like, okay... Like he's not he's, he's not so being like congratulations, but he's also not like you know oh like oh, too bad I can or he's just like he's just like ah isn't it great and he's like sure and then he's like my dad's a pretty big wheel down at the cracker factory which I I wanted to ask is this the first time we hear about his his job at the cracker factory or did I, we see that in the uh, don't know um, take your kid to work day episode which i forget which episode that is, is oh that yeah because they're like on the road isn't it uh, no 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 um the take your kid to work where they like go down the the pole yeah to the and they're like there's a whole like sled dog thing put going this on, on and follow me is yeah. that part of that road? is part on the road oh 
Because Bart stays home he and goes, goes and then he has to go to Patty yeah. and Selma. So yes, that's where he gets the fake license. Okay, so it hasn't happened yet. yet. So, this would be so the, the, I think this is this the, the first, first reference. Yeah. Reference yeah. him working at the Cracker Factory. So, Which is really nice and subtle the way they, they did it. They didn't well, make and, it into and an I wonder elaborate too, joke. Yeah. My thought is that it was originally, like many things on The Simpsons, originally just going to be a one-off joke. Because it's weird watching it now because knowing the canon, as it were, or the future of the show, and especially having A Male Host Divided being one of my favorite episodes and watching it all the time. Uh, the fact that Kirk works at a f- cracker factory is just part of the lore. Yeah. Right. And it's not something, you know, I draw attention to. But I, in the moment, I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be, like, that's the joke. Mm-hmm. Is, like, the cracker factory? <laughs> what the fuck is that? And, like... And how are you a big, a big wheel? wheel? And why does that matter? <laughs> this is how someone would respond at the writer's desk. So he works at a cracker factory. Yeah. A cracker a factory? Cracker factory. <laughs> So it's just a, a whole factory that makes crackers, not like Nabisco or someone that makes a variety of snacks. No, it's just crackers. Yeah. It's Southern Cracker. The dry, the dry cracker. cracker. Crackers are a family food. <laughs> Maybe single people eat them. I don't know. <laughs> but it, but like that's a joke that we don't laugh at anymore because it just, it's just fact yeah. to us, right? <laughs> right, right, yeah. yeah. That's just true, like, yeah. My, my dad's a pretty big wheel in the cracker yeah. factory. You're like, that, that's true. We've seen it. Yeah. But He's in the moment... Uh, if you had, or if you had no idea about the lore, as it were, mm-hmm. that's a funny joke mm-hmm. because it's ridiculous. That's his, that's his like uh, comeback to yeah. saying like, you know, this is how I was able to do it because my dad works at a cracker factory. Yeah, he can get Krusty the Clown. That's like if I was like, yeah, I'm able to get Arnold Schwarzenegger for my birthday party because my dad works down at the the potato lab. You know, like what's the corollary? Like, why that does shouldn't matter. What explain to me the correlation? Also, what's a potato lab? <laughs> do they study potatoes? They do, do they grow them? I don't, I don't know. know. They do various potato yeah, related potato experiments activities and, and experiments. Uh, can I compare that to another joke that yes. we look at now as not a joke? Yeah. Uh, disco stew, but disco stew was done poorly. And it was overdone. This seems yeah. to have a few instances, and this becomes a thi- yeah. This is disco stew done well. Yeah, that's well. The thing is, disco so stew in the first time was an actual funny joke. I, I found. I, I, I think so too. Yeah. Oh, in uh, the episode, which episode? Two bad neighbors. Oh, right. <laughs> but yeah, no, that's that's definitely one of the one of the key one-off jokes that become more off jokes, right? Or like the <laughs> that crazy- I that I think of when I think of like. Uh, running a joke into the ground or taking something that should just be one joke right. that they've ruined. Yep, like Crazy um, Cat Lady as well. Crazy Cat Lady is another one. Uh, the thing about Disco Stew, I think, is that it's such a ridiculous concept, you know? Like, the idea that there's a man named Disco Stew. It's such a funny moment in mm-hmm. the episode that it appears in. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and then it becomes less funny because... Now he's yeah. a normal character that yeah. when we see it now, we're just like, oh, here's oh, the first Prince of Disco Stew. That's too bad. He's Disco Stew. Whereas this Cracker one is... <laughs> like how we're like really delving deep into this Cracker joke. Oh, it's profound. Uh, the Cracker one is less of a ridiculous concept. Less of a high concept thing, right? Of course, Kirk would work at a Cracker factory. That he's gotta have makes a job. complete sense, yeah. right? With the way his character is. With, uh, you know, Wait, the well, fact that Milhouse thinks it's a big deal. Well, the context, yeah, the fact that he, and if you really think about it. <laughs> which we which are. Which we are. Um, he is, uh, Milhouse is in the, would be in the same economic class as Bart. 
Um, we've seen his home life before. Like mm-hmm. they, they have relatively the same economic class, so it would seem to uh, reason that his father would have a similar job to Homer. Sure, we've never seen factory yeah, plant. We've never seen Kirk at the plant. That doesn't make sense. We mm-hmm. have to make up something a else yeah. job for, for him. him. Yeah. No, what but would? that is that in the sense. same uh, blue collar work a day. Uh, category as Homer, and it makes sense that there would be a cracker factory because Springfield's an industrial area. Right. Yeah. They have a plant, they have a nuclear plant, they have a whole bunch of stuff. And versus Disco's 2, which is introducing a new character that we've never seen before, yeah. and then making him part of this breathing, living uh, world of Springfield, this is just adding uh, another dimension to a character we already know. Which one is Kirk Van that Hoppen. is needed. One mm-hmm. that is needed, and one that makes sense, yeah. and one that they can mine for future jokes very easily mm-hmm. uh, to great success. Yeah. Because they do it sparingly. <laughs> they do it sparingly, and it also, it, it just fits so well in with Kirk's character that it it's never, it never feels shoehorned or anything. It's just like... Or shocking. It makes sense yep. that this is happening, and the fact that he gets fired from it at one point, you know, like, <laughs> of course he would. Maybe he could yeah. get one down at the sewing store. Exactly, he's, yeah. If he's good. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Thanks for introducing me. Uh, but, yeah, so that's that's a... Dive deep into one line in the episode. Yep. <laughs> Which we like to do sometimes. Yeah. Let's talk about the clown college. Okay. <laughs> because <laughs> I've kind of talked about this already, but the idea that there's all these different people from various states, yep. cities, that want to be crusty. Yeah. Because it's not it's it's clear that it's Krusty's clown college, not clown college. It's right? definitely Krusty the Clown you College. You are becoming a Krusty the Clown, yeah. not just a clown. Yeah. Which is arguably what a real clown college is. Is it a real clown college? Is that a joke? Well, no. There's there are like okay. uh, like you can go study Buffon in uh, France. La di da, Mister Frenchman. Uh, well, you can, this and one... <laughs> you can also uh, take extensive courses like mostly through like. But do they call them clown colleges? Is I guess my question. No, that would be derogatory. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like I think yeah. the the term clown college. Unless you're talking about Princeton, in which case. You're oh. Ah, yes. Roasted Princeton. <laughs> this has been an episode of Gotcha. This is a Yale podcast, people. <laughs> oh, Bob's a Yale. <laughs> uh, you mentioned it being derogatory. The yeah. first thing that comes to mind with Clown College is mm. where Homer goes to just, you know, regular college. Let's say human college. That's even more derogatory. <laughs> class. Where, huh. <laughs> human music. Yeah. Where Homer goes to college and then uh, he announces the family and then Bart, being the piece of garbage he is, goes, Barber or Clown? That's his first question. Great. <laughs> Real, real funny. I think it's an apt question, it's a, considering who his father is. <laughs> yeah. Well, you can you, you can go to Barber College. You can do that. I'm going to college. Oh, is it going to be this one or this one? Because you're definitely not going to real college. Because yeah. I've seen you try to operate in the world, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> you're not a smart man. Or a smooth man. Yeah. Or even an adequate man. <laughs> uh, that's uh, funny. So, anyway, so... Long story short, is this Texan guy, <laughs> these two Texan guys, arguably, actually going to be Krusty the Clowns? Uh, it looks like it. You, it see, in like Texas, you see one of them uh, walk by on the, the stage. Oh, when they're graduating? Yeah, they don't even really change him. You just, like, you see his sideburns and his, his face is the same. It's so bizarre to me. Like, uh, like <laughs> Brooklyn! I'm, I'm Krusty the Clown! Yeah, it's... So, anyway. It's kind of weird. Um, uh, I do love... That is, that is a great joke. Uh, I use it all the time. Uh, when I went to Brooklyn, when I went to New York, and we were staying in Brooklyn, all I could think of that entire trip 
Hmm? Was that one line of dialogue, <laughs> which ruined, is uh, Brooklyn? Did it ruin the trip? I could have got no, it by it mind. It, it made it better. Oh. Uh, <laughs> it just meant like basically anytime you know Janelle and I would be like you know where are we going or whatever, and it's like okay we're going to this place. Where is it? It's in uh, Brooklyn. Great, let's go. <laughs> and it was just a normal parlance. Nice. There was no, no no one was ever like oh that's a funny joke we 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 just made. It was just like this is how we talk to each other. You say to a cab driver and he asked you to leave or I didn't take cabs. Why oh, I'm so Why would you take the metro? I didn't take cabs. You can basically all I've heard all I've heard about cabs in New York is that they're awful. So they are. I got, I, I got held up for money once. That's in one. one yep. That's one of the stories that made me ne- never want to take oh, yeah. a cab. Oh yeah, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. I just got back from New York. Okay, I'm really he glad that didn't happen to me. He didn't warn you. Um, why didn't you tell me that? <laughs> I, Are you okay? I was, I was fine. Okay. I was very scared. Yeah, I'm sure. But, was it by gunpoint or knife point? Uh, it was by, I will drop you off in this terrible place and it's cold out and you have nowhere to go point. That's what it was. The cab driver? Oh, yeah. Robbed you? Yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I thought it was someone who got in the cab. No. With- <laughs> The cab driver. Yeah, this yeah. Is, yeah. We should the Homer versus New York City of New York one. That's <laughs> something like that. One star. Uh, Unfortunately, yeah. you can't do that. Yeah. Not for taxis. Nope. And that oh, man is yeah. never caught. Yeah. Of course not. Why would he be? They ever tell what he had on his uh, uh, dolphin? Yep. There you go. Well, dolphin. Mm-hmm. It was a sign. God. Never should have gotten that cab. Yeah. It's like the bone. Those that don't know, Ife hates dolphins. This is a known fact amongst his friends. And that's why it was uh, very relevant to that story. <laughs> why? Do you hate them? <laughs> yes. All the ba- uh, to put it simply, all the bad things human beings do that we despise much ourselves, mm. dolphins do it, and they do it uh, way worse than us. Oh, and okay. they get away with it. They get away with it. I want to see them brought to justice. Someone has to stop them. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Somebody mm. must stop them. I can't keep getting away with they it? They can't keep Is getting that- away with it! <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> How do you feel about that treehouse episode with the dolphins overtaking Springfield? Snorky. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I saw that one twice, and only twice. Did, yeah. it, <laughs> did it give like? Did it? Were you like, oh god, like I don't want that to happen? Or were you just like, like yeah, that makes sense. That's what's gonna happen. Everyone, wake up, sheeple! <laughs> it's in Revelations, <laughs> people. Uh, no, I, I, I'm not afraid of dolphins. I just hate them. Well, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. no, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. I um, I did. I I'm rem- I only remember one thing about that segment. It's the part where there's the dolphin waiting outside, like the courtroom, and he's flipping a, like, a flipping a coin <laughs> oh, yeah. next, to, and it's a it's a direct reference from, and this is why I recognize it. It was a direct reference from Scarface, oh. the original, oh. from the 1930s. Oh wow, Scarface, Shame of the Nation, starring James Cagney, and that happens like someone's waiting for James Cagney, just, just flipping flipping a coin. Yeah, there and, you go. And that's and they replace it with a dolphin, and it's, it's a future it's, reference. It's straight up. Remember when that type of thing was menacing America? Some man flipping a coin outside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, he was Time's wearing a, he was wearing mm-hmm. a nice suit, and he was had a hat. Watch out! He has a hat. Yeah. <laughs> Look oh, out! He's got a gun. Look out! He's got a new hat. No. Oh. Uh, so shall we go to the reference desk? All right, let's do it. Okay. Um. Would you, you like well, to start? Yeah, sure. I, okay. I wasn't sure if maybe... You, well, you had a whole bunch of... Oh, I got a lot. Yeah, go for uh, it. So first of all, the, the title is a reference to uh, In Living Color, Homie the Clown. Oh, right. Homie D. Clown? Homie D. Clown. Yeah. The, uh, yeah, the uh, character, I believe, is it Marlon Wayans? It, I believe it's Damon Wayans. Damon Wayans. And uh, he says his like catchphrase is, homie, don't play that. And it's, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a humorous take on the uh, clowning uh, culture and how he's a, he's a black man. <laughs> And uh, 
it's Where hubris because you know he's a negro hold and on and he's a clown Wait, let me finish <laughs> let me qualify this get it please a white a white <laughs> clown <laughs> will do will dance for you yeah. a black clown is like no those days are over yeah i i don't play that way in living color is an irreverent uh, <laughs> sketch comedy show <laughs> primarily consisting of uh black comedians <laughs> And, and Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. I'm glad I'm not the so, only one that has a sound bite. They can't, you know, that's good. Oh, I've got tons. You, you, I can never run for office. <laughs> that's um, awesome. Oh, I love uh, that we, get, we get a bunch of rapid fire references uh, right in the opening act. Yeah. Uh, Lakers, the LA, uh, sorry, the, yeah, LA Lakers, right? You're talking about the Globetrotters? Nope. No, he, he the, put, oh, the right, other basketball Put, put 10,000 on the Lakers, that one. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, Kenny G. Yeah. Wow. Says, have Kenny G play in the elevator for me. Yeah. Um, and then... <laughs> Asks if the uh, thousands of roses were delivered to B. Arthur's grave. Who wasn't dead yet. Who, well, yeah, she still isn't dead. Wait, is yeah, she dead I now? Think she's, I think she's dead Sorry, now. I'm thinking of yeah. Betty White. I get them confused mm-hmm. the whole time. Uh, B. Arthur's dead now, but at the time, she was not, so that mm-hmm. was the joke, is that, and I'm sure the accountant was saying, yes, they were delivered, but she isn't dead. Yeah, yeah. And he's like, I don't want to hear the end of any sentences. Uh, George Carlin. They don't name him, though. Do yeah, they say they, they say, say George, George Carlin on the phone. They yeah. say George Carlin, okay. And he's like, he's like, hey, that bit was way different than your seven words you can't say on TV bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and he says, well, excuse me, classic which is like a Steve, Steve Martin, Martin classic uh, Steve Martin joke, which is why Steve Martin's immediately on the phone. Yeah. Ten grand, <laughs> and he says ten grand. Uh, so we get Steve Martin. Uh, Action Comics number one, the first appearance of Superman. He uses that to burn uh, another cigar or cigarette. Have not you, e- not even a cigar. Yeah. A it's cigarette. just a cigarette. Yeah. Have you actually going back to the Steve Martin thing? Have you yes. heard the 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 bit where that the first bit where that happens, like in his in his stand up? I don't think so. It's a it's a it's a brilliant bit. Like it's it's like a seven minute build up because he's super weird when like he oh does, yeah like his stand up is super absurd, um, and it barely works on audio. But for some reason <laughs> it does. Like he was he was right. so visual. Yeah. yeah. But like for some reason it actually works on audio. It's it's really really weird. Um, and like the whole bit is him just getting more and more frustrated that at the technician in the booth because mm-hmm. he's like he's trying to get a spotlight on mm-hmm. something and the technician is not doing the spotlight and it just builds and builds and builds to the excuse me thing. Right. Um, it's really really funny if you have a uh, have an opportunity to listen to it. I would strongly recommend it. Steve Martin. Yeah, it was a bit. Is his name from? It was a from a club in San Francisco, uh, way back in the seventies. Anyway, Monopoly. Yep. Patent, he has a uh, patent denied for sure. <laughs> Monopoly. <laughs> that's the first time I've noticed it. Yeah, that's, that. a, that's yeah. a good. That's a good Glad visual joke. Uh, Johnny Unitas, mm. which uh, was referenced. Uh, oh no, is going to be referenced in the future episode of Mother Simpson. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I never. I, I remember always. I mean, I've never heard of this person until The Simpsons, of course, because I don't give a shit about football. But the name has always stuck in my head because of clearly two episodes, but I didn't realize for a long time that he was in two separate episodes. Every time I would watch an episode, either this one or Mother Simpson, I'd be like, oh, that's where I've heard Johnny Unitas before. Um, but in this one, he's peddling uh, Krusty's, what is it, lip trimmer? Like Lady Krusty's. Yeah, Lady Krusty uh, for ladies' mustaches. And uh, it's crusterific, Johnny Unitas. Uh, is my lip supposed to bleed like that? Probably. Probably. 
and he does voice himself as well. Yeah. Wow, I did not so, know that. Yeah. Same so with Dick Cavett. Dick Cavett, yep. Which I got is, him in uh, which later. Which is really but... funny, because it is not flattering. No, and uh, <laughs> so that was the idea. The idea, obviously, was to uh, make fun of the fact that Dick Cavett, as a, as a human being, a real-life human being, often tells long-winded stories that involve celebrities, uh, and that's kind of... Like, he's a radio personality, is is my uh, understanding. He had a television show called The Dick Cavett Show. That makes sense. How creative as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, it was where, um, what was it? It was it was where Norman Mailer head-butted Gore Vidal. Okay. Continue. <laughs> sure. But, uh, yeah, the idea was to draw attention to that, and they asked him if he would do it. Kind of nervous because, it, like you said, it's not a very flattering portrayal, yeah. and he had no issue with it. <laughs> so he clearly has a good sense of humor and probably realizes, like, yeah, this is what I do, it's, and this is fun. So It was very so fun. I, I really like that. Uh, Bozo the Clown is mentioned briefly. Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, Bozo, we get Bongo the Clown. <laughs> Bozo, Bongo the Clown. Uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind is mm-hmm. probably the biggest actual, like, visual scene reference. Visual, tone. Yep. Shots. Very clear reference. Yeah. Uh, building the little tent out of potatoes. Um, and I just love... What really works for me with it is... <laughs> yeah, him scooping all the potatoes out. But also, uh, the little tongue sticking out. Yeah. That's what really sells it and for me. And the bits of potato on his fingers. <laughs> and he's, yeah. like, glaring up. <laughs> Looking up. Oh, it's it's beautiful, beautiful. Like you said, great use of silence. Yep. Uh, Tom Bosley is mentioned briefly. I don't even know who that is. From Happy Days, right? Uh, Yes, and then uh, Chachi as well. Mm -hmm. Joni loves Chachi. Yes, and also Charles in Charge. Uh, Scott Baio plays Chachi, and then he plays Charles in Charge. Uh, McDonald's. I mean, Krusty Burger has always been a McDonald's comparison, but we get a very clear McDonald's comparison with the Krusty Burglar, which is, of course... That's not very appetizing. uh, (laughs) Reference to the Hamburglar, which we will get to. What is the the burger that they're promoting? The one with ketchup. (laughs) That's right. <laughs> and there's like 13 kids in a parking lot. That's Yay! it. Uh, Starsky oh, and Hutch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently, what do they call it? Old Starsky and Hutch? Old Starsky and Hutch. And is then the son, the of, son the of the guy who played the Bear. Bear. But is, uh, like, just correct me if I'm wrong, is the understanding in this in this universe, there's a, a new TV show called Old Starsky no, and Hutch? I or believe is it saying... I believe the Ace Awards, the yeah. original Ace Awards are for like, just like, Local regional television. Okay, so it's just reruns of oh, Starsky and okay. Hutch, that and they're giving more awards sense. for like the, just the regular daytime television that comes on. Gotcha. Which uh, is that joke makes way more. I always thought it was saying like this TV show is called Old Star, as in like they're aged versions of themselves, and yeah. it's like a new show. The with cable A swords are so weird. <laughs> 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 uh, Harlem Globetrotters. Yep, we get a and nice the Washington scene. Generals. Washington Generals. Um, I He's I know just very spinning little. the ball on his finger. Just take it. I know very little about the Harlem Globetrotters. But one thing I did find out is that uh, even though Krusty says that game was rigged, which makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, the idea is actually that it is not rigged. That the generals will just allow the Globetrotters to do their theatrics, but if they have possession of the ball, they will try to score. Mm-hmm. They will try to win. Yep. And I think there's been at least one, maybe more times where the generals won, much to large uproar. <laughs> so because they, because yeah, it wasn't rigged. They were like, we're going to try to win if we get the ball. Ask, so ask for their money and back. Once they, like, once they what won. 
Is it? What the fuck is... Performance the, Athletics. The, is that yeah. what it is? is I, there, that's how I describe it. Are they the only two teams that do that? I believe so. I don't know for uh, sure, though. Like, they're the only again, ones I that I know about. If any listeners are big Harlem Globetrotters fans, please write in and let us know. If any listeners are Harlem Globetrotters... Oh, yes. <laughs> Definitely Then, then call in. And this yeah. isn't a call-in show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> First call-in, I mean ever. But uh, the, the Globetrotters <clears throat> appear in another Matt Grading show. Ah, Futurama. Yeah. Futurama. They which, are geniuses. Which I love that depiction of them. I think it's, it's great. They're like, yeah, they're aliens, and they're very smart, and they're, uh, yeah, I don't know. I find that a, one of my favorite episodes, uh, Time Keeps Them Slipping. That one, they actually came up with a, the, the actual, like, the... An actual, oh, the mathematical formula? Yeah, like, yes, that's because actual, David X. Cohen is a huge math nerd. Yeah. And there's a lot of math <laughs> jokes and references in the entire... Harvard Egghead. <laughs> Bring your calculator. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, uh, Big Five, the uh, department store, uh, said let's go uh-huh. get some more ammo at Big Five, uh-huh. which apparently uh, there was an issue with that at first because they thought it was just a regular department store, but then the writers had to point out that Big Five does sell ammunition. So I don't think they do anymore. Possibly because of Michael Moore, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, the moment when Krusty has the mirror... The yep. plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. Are we doing uh, the Batman reference? It's a Batman as well as I have the Beholder from Twilight Zone reference. It's kind of a is, merge reference. Is it because it doesn't look like him in the mirror? Like, because he doesn't have his face? I've never seen the I have the Beholder episode. Uh, it's just, it's more the uh, from behind uh, bandage right, coming off right, thing. Right, and you right. don't, you as an audience don't see what the face looks like. Oh, and like. it's from his perspective for a moment. Yeah. Because it's from her perspective and I have the Beholder and they're all pig people. Yeah. I think I have seen this episode. <laughs> Well, so, yeah, the, uh, for those that aren't aware of Eye of the Beholder, one of the most popular episodes of Twilight Zone, uh, the idea is someone is going to get plastic surgery because they are very ugly, or described as very ugly. We actually don't see anyone's faces throughout the episode. Um, and they claim to be very ugly, so they go to take off the bandage, and it's a regular human face, uh, and it turns out everyone's pig people, and it's like, I get it. If everyone's pig people, then they think that humans are ugly. And, yeah. Yeah. I'm probably butchering the explanation. No, that's basically but that's, it. But that's the that's idea. That's the idea. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's only but it's like, also a Batman like reference, a which, we, which we saw in um, Last Exit of Springfield mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. The same thing with yeah. the mirror smashing. Yeah. Uh, that one's much more overt. Yes. Uh, Teddy Roosevelt apparently had an assassination attempt, and he had some uh, speech notes in his pocket, and that's what saved him. Oh. And, and he finished the speech. He sure did. Wow. is a badass. Yes, I've heard. Um, <laughs> but that's uh, with Ned in the uh, mm-hmm. keeping the Bible close to his chest yeah. and the, the piece of the real cross. Oh, extra, uh, extra large piece extra large. of the true cross. <laughs> I I'm think I'll go inside. Go inside. Yeah. Uh, that's a great moment. Uh, Joe Valachi, mm. um, you know, ratted out the he's a squealer. The mafia yeah. to the sure to the Senate and Benedict Arnold, of course, infamous. Uh, Betrayer. Betrayer. He's a traitor. Yeah, he's a turncoat. (laughs) And then finally, uh, oh no, I got a couple more things. But Godfather theme, or not theme, but the music from the Godfather that the glasses played. Yeah, that's the that's that's the love theme from the Godfather. Uh, It's actually a a classic Italian uh, waltz, great, uh, or something like that. Uh, Some some more obscure ones, or one more obscure one. Fat Tony apparently uh, sitting in a chair. At one point, is a very direct tribute to a similar shot of Sidney Greenstreet's character in the Maltese Falcon. It sure is. So it's one of those ones that is not really an overt reference, but it's there if you want to look for it. And then Don Vittorio, uh-huh. our Italian stereotype. At oh the end, no! 
He's uh, don't come on. I know it. I know it. Uh, he's based on actors William Hickey and Don Amici. Amici. Don Amesh. Amesh. Thank you. I've only ever seen a red. Um, and I have one more that I think slipped by. Okay. Um, when they are shooting at Homer in the car lot, mm-hmm. that is the grassy knoll. Uh, of course. That picket oh, fence, cool. the tree, the sniper. That is exactly what okay. the grassy knoll looks like in JFK, the movie. Um, <laughs> and, and in real life. And in real life. Mm-hmm. That is second shooter. But it, like, it's it's obviously in the movie JFK. Wait, is this an episode of Greg's Conspiracy Corner? Yeah, it is. So join me in the corner, mm-hmm. uh, in the conspiracy corner. So because how many shooters? Open your eyes, sheeple. It wasn't just one shooter. But how many shooters? Because everyone talks about a second shooter. Three. Exactly. No yeah. one talks about... No the one talks shooter. about the third one who had the gun to Oswald's head. Oh. That's right. And who was Jack the one? Ruby. Who had the, no? <laughs> no, you're close though. That's like Lyndon B. Johnson. Johnson, who had the most to gain. President of the United States of then America. Then vice president, soon oh. to be president. Well, I guess because of the death. Because of the death of, of the president. The president. Sure, people say he was in a plane <laughs> at the time. Sure, people and photos. <laughs> but say who he was are in a plane. these people? Who took these photos? How do you define evidence? Yeah, really hearsay. I think. Can so. we trust anything we see? No, I know I can't. Any we're all living in a dog's dream. <laughs> Inside a snow globe. How can our eyes be real if mirrors aren't real? Shit. <laughs> oh, God. Jayden, popular philosopher Jaden Smith said that. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Yeah, look at his tweets. It's great. You know what else he said? <coughs> Batman, 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 Batman. Uh, we're just we're going to go right for what we, each of us hates. <laughs> nice. Okay. You know what uh, the gun put into that car in that lot? Huh? What? Uh, Sorry, go again. You know when they were shooting at the car? Yeah. Homer was there. Oh, we're back to the Simpsons. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we're out of Greg's conspiracy corner. We're back to the... Uh, back to, welcome back to Two Bad Neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're feed holes. They made the car... Feed, feed holes. Good night, everybody. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, favorite joke? <laughs> I'll get it started with mine. Sure. It was uh, the, no, stop, he's already dead. That's, that's my honorable mention, because mm-hmm. I figured it would be one of your favorites. It's definitely my favorite. My honorable mention is the Dowager being hit. That's in the my favorite. The there we really? go. Really? <laughs> ah, nice. Right. So, but let's talk about the crusty burglar for a moment. Okay. <laughs> Could we? Yeah. Oh, boy. That whole scene <laughs> is so good. Okay. It's so funny. Because you got, first of all, I mean... Not, not the best joke, but still a funny joke of Homer falling mm-hmm. and then the parachutes <laughs> behind him. In silence. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but I also, we mentioned it briefly, but the fact that they're celebrating the open the introduction of the new burger, the one with ketchup. Oh, ketchup. The, way, the way the guy says it, it's almost <laughs> like he understands. He's like holding for the applause. Yeah, he understands it's not exciting, but he, he wants everyone to think it's exciting. Yeah. So he's not like, ah, the one with ketchup. He's like, the one with ketchup. Yeah. Huh? All right. Uh, <laughs> but I also think it's, and I don't know, I can't picture the fast food scene in 1995, uh. but especially nowadays and for most of my adult life, it's a very, very apt satire of mm. fast food because mm-hmm. there's been so many times uh there's actually at mcdonald's right now i believe mm. their big promotion is big mac with bacon yes yeah. i've yeah. seen that 
it's like it's got like a fancy thing it's like limited time only mm-hmm. yeah. it's not limited you can add bacon to a big neck anytime you want you yeah. just have to ask for it mm-hmm. yeah. it's got a new hat it's exactly it's I so want, want ridiculous it. and that's why i love that it's like the one with ketchup is the new mm-hmm. burger yeah. because that's <laughs> entirely in the realm of possibility for mcdonald's or wendy's or any of those places to be like new uh chicken sandwich with ketchup and people are like oh boy i gotta try the new one wow. fucking idiots i'm hungry <laughs> Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> but then we move on to <laughs> the darker one of the, the one of the darkest jokes in the series. <laughs> yeah. I'd say. Yeah. If if they didn't have the tacked on line at the end, which I'm pretty sure was probably a network note or like you know like some kind of note to be like we can't have Homer murder murder a man <laughs> in, in front blood. of children yeah. and not and just no one speaks of it. He needs to still be alive. It's almost the same thing with um, uh, Hans Molman in yeah, a way. Yeah. Although we don't have like those moments like where he's like, "I'm actually okay." The fact that he keeps coming back means us as like at least as knowledgeable Simpsons fans know that he doesn't actually die in these moments, right? right? No. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> the fact that <laughs> Homer. Tackles this man that's clearly part of the act, yeah. which, I mean, it's on them for not explaining it to Homer. Maybe they did and he forgot, but the way I see it is they didn't explain to Homer that, like, this is going to be part of the bit Why later. should they? Yeah. Like, oh, man. I feel, like they, I feel so like they should. Uh, to avoid this. Yeah. To avoid exactly this. Should explain <laughs> He's everything. trying to steal the burgers. Yeah. Runs at him and starts just beating him on the floor into a rock. Yeah. With the intent to they, kill, clearly. They clearly made sure that there's a rock under his head. They didn't need that rock No, there they did not. For <laughs> the joke to work. It's there. But it's there to make it very clear that he is murdering this man. Yeah. Uh, the way the guy says, it's, it's, it's just, it's it's just, just an act. Just, it's just, just an act. act. He's so terrified. Yeah. Like, he doesn't want to intervene because he could be next or something. Well, I'm sure he's he's going to be liable if this man, this actor that they've employed oh, for this contracted event... It's it dies in their st- in their uh, watch to death. <laughs> it's such a dark turn that it's actually surprising when you actually like just look at it. Like uh-huh. if it's, this is the first time you're seeing this episode, yeah. It's like where did that come from? Oh my god! But it's like you said at the very beginning about the fact that there's so much death that's played for laughs yeah. because it's so funny. It is. It's so funny when the kid says, yeah. "Stop! Stop! He's already dead." <laughs> I love this kid, first yeah, of all, because he's great. he not only has the wherewithal to understand that this man is probably dead, yeah. he also is the only one, and we can talk about bystander apathy, but he's yeah. the only one who's trying to do something about it. He is. Yeah. Please stop. Yeah. He's already dead. You don't need to beat him anymore. You really don't. <laughs> it took two employees to drag home. And, he yeah. was, and even once he, and he was... And with squeaky voice team. I don't yeah, know if you noticed that. I, yeah. He's like, come on. And he like has a brief... brief and he line. was still trying to get it. Oh, yeah. He's still, still, he's still like, I'm to get this guy. Blinded with... Because he was going to steal the burgers, yes. of course. <laughs> Which is also and, what I think and, makes and it you, great. And is you, that... can eat, you can eat that. That's why. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. But what, what I think makes it great is that it's... At the very least, you can understand Homer's perspective. Mm. Not his actions, but his perspective. Thinking that this man is a thief mm-hmm. and he needs to stop him. Mm-hmm. By, by death. <laughs> by killing him. But, but you could argue he doesn't know that he's killing him. <laughs> Homer's not bright. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. And he, does, he acts on impulse. He so does things this... like this to his son all the time. 
does things. Mm-hmm. He does it to Bart. He's he's watched uh, employees burn to death. Yep. He's grabbed he... big pieces of cinder block. You know, yeah. he's he goes to his next door neighbor with a pipe to try and well, flog in his noggin. He, all of these things have happened to him personally, and he hasn't died. He's fine. So why yep. would they kill yep. anybody else? So that makes exactly. it okay. Yeah. He's like, got that protective layer of extra oh, yeah, skill or sure whatever. he does. Grinding yeah. halt. Yeah. Um, so your wait, isn't that the boxing episode? No. No. Oh no. What episode am I thinking? Oh wait, it is. It is. Yeah, it is. Yeah, it, is. It, is. it is. It is. Oh, I was thinking of I was thinking of Homer because of the crayon. Yeah, the crayon. Yeah, that's the first one that the came to mind. The boxing one is still in the gold. Yeah, it totally is. Yeah, 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 yeah. I could take the surgical could... two by four and, and whack you. Off. But I have surgical another two by four. It's a great joke. I love that it's wrapped. It's great. Uh, we got to make it sterile. Yeah, it's surgical. Yeah. Um, it's a two by four surgical. <laughs> what would you want? You're building a house in the operating room? I thought that was a real thing for a long yeah. time as a kid. I was like, oh yeah, surgical two by four. That's, that checks that, out. That must make sense. Yeah. Um, so yours is the kill wealthy dowager. Kill wealthy dowager. Uh, so this moment is just... Very similar. It's very, it's, it's very similar, it, but it's also, it's very quick. Yeah. And it's mm. one I definitely didn't pick up on as a kid. Yeah. Did uh, I think partly because I didn't know what the word dowager meant. Uh-huh. So when when it's like, you know, Krusty's like, you know, pie in the face to the wealthy dowager. And he's like, kill wealthy dowager. I'm like, who? what's dowager? I don't know what's going on. So I didn't realize he was saying in his notes, oh, kill that woman that I yeah. just saw. Yeah. But once I've once I learned what that joke was, it's very very funny. She makes this little squeak when she gets hit. <laughs> when she gets hit and cracked in the back of the wall, right just, through that drywall. And can we Bam. assume as well in, into the stud? Yeah. <laughs> I assume she's dead. I do. Of course. Yeah. 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 Can we assume as well though that this is another actor that Krusty has hired for this? Uh, like not an actual wealthy dowager. I feel like she's an actor because why would a wealthy dowager? Yeah. Be no. Of course. He's of like, course. Oh, like here's she's a gig now, for though. you. I know, yeah. but that's what I'm saying. This episode seems to be like killing off actors in small gigs. That's think true, she, yeah. Good thing she was an orphan owned by Krusty Lustubus. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... Uh, I don't yeah. want to delve too much deeper into that, but... I'll, I'll very light, funny joke. I'll lighten the pace. My favorite yeah. one is Gigantic Asses. That's, yeah, that's one of your favorite uh, jokes of all time, mm-hmm. I believe. I have a shirt with it. You do? <laughs> you don't wear it to wakes or... Uh, <laughs> Why would you do that? Baby showers. Why would you wear it to a baby shower? I, that's exactly what my sister said. So uh-huh. there you go. I can't remember where we were, but I feel like we were at a location once that was not Simpsons trivia, mm. and you were wearing it, and someone was like... So what? Why do you have what? What's going on with that shirt? That <laughs> clearly didn't know it was a reference to the same. Here, here's what I think it was. I think it's when we first moved into this place, uh-huh. and there was that like uh, fundraiser. Okay. And we came back from Simpsons trivia. Okay. And people were like, "So yeah, what's what going the hell? On with your shirt? <laughs> why do you have gigantic yeah. asses on your shirt?" And I, and it's tough and to. Like, and I'm like, it's a Simpsons joke, and they're like, "Yeah, sure it is. <laughs> Pervert. <laughs> sure it is, Rummy. Uh-huh. Yeah, Rummy." <laughs> <laughs> It's it's funny the fact that somebody would name a uh, filthy piece of literature just check, like not even try to be clever. No, it's 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 you exactly what's getting. on the tin. You know yeah. what you're getting. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I would argue that's probably most uh, fetish magazines, <laughs> if you want to call it that. Uh, if you want, because you need you... to know what you're getting, right? If 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 it's like my fetish is gigantic asses, mm-hmm. where it, oh here it is, great. This is oh perfect. This is exactly what I want. Mm-hmm. If it was like, you know, large rear ends, you'd be like, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it could be anything. It could be so many things. <laughs> could it? I don't know. There's that one time. Uh, yeah. I mean, large and gigantic, I think, are very 
very different. It's uh, <laughs> also true. No, you have a like, point. Larger. I, I, I don't, I don't just be like, oh, here's women with slightly larger yeah. butts than usual. But gigantic. Yeah. Gigantic is like, oh, this is that's, like insanity. That's the definite article. <laughs> like, <laughs> irresponsibly large buttocks. Like, how how descriptive do they need to get? It's like it's, it's, it's this this person has had work done to make their asses <laughs> gigantic. It's not natural. That's one of those jokes that feels like a writer's room joke where they stayed up for several hours oh. being like. What's the funniest way to say this? I th- What's the f- well, I think too. It's because so like uh, obviously the joke is uh, I'm crusty. And it's like oh like here's here's your smut right, yeah. and so obviously they needed to come up with a magazine that was smutty, but that could be said on yeah. and shown oh, on TV. Also, yeah. Yeah. So I think that gigantic asses arguably is the one because mm-hmm. they I mean they've shown naked butts on on yeah. Simpsons for for decades. Yeah, it's definitely the funniest thing you could get past the censors. Yeah, and maybe because of that, the funniest thing. Exactly. Yeah. It, Cause yeah, it's not, it's not obscene. Yeah. yeah really. If it's, if it was too obscene, it would not be like, it was, you know, if it was like that joke you mentioned with Mr. Burns, where it's like, that's not even exactly. funny. That's, yeah. That's, it's just, it's it's just, just trying, they're trying to be lewd. Yeah. Because it's, because it's, it's subtle enough that if you don't know what it's referencing, mm-hmm. you just be like, I don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. But what, if you do know what it's referencing, you're like, that's come on. Yeah. See that's that gross. the gigantic asses joke feels like a Simpsons joke. Yep. Yes. The Mr. Burns one feels like a South Park joke in The Simpsons. Totally. Yeah. Which is terrible. It's yeah. a problem. It's the same thing with, like... They have, a, like, there's a place for South Park jokes. It's in South Park. It's yeah, a great sure. show. Yeah. But it's the same idea, like, Backdoor Sluts 9. The, that's that's a running joke in that one episode, right? Yeah, that's hilarious. And that's, in, in the world of South Park, it makes sense. Yes. If they said that on The Simpsons at I, any point... Oh, that's a no-no. No. Yeah. Yeah. It would be so uncomfortable yep, and man. just, yeah. I wouldn't be into no, that no at good. all. Mm-hmm. No good. Um... Anyway, but that shirt has got me in some weird looks. Even at Simpsons trivia, <laughs> even at Simpsons yeah. trivia, not everyone knows that reference. Everyone's like, "What's what is, everyone's what is just that? like?" I remember avoid you wearing that. it, and I laughed quite a bit. I think it's great. It's, it's a great shirt. It's a great shirt. My favorite shirt. Um, well, uh, I think that about does it here. Um, yeah, I'm uh, I'm hungry, so I'm gonna go eat something. <laughs> okay. Um, what's our next episode? Is it Bart versus Australia? Yeah, these bloody things will be everywhere. They're in the lift, and the lorry, and the Bond Wizard, and all over the Malonga Gilderchuk. Bart versus Australia nice. is our next episode. Yeah, yeah. We'll have a very special guest for that one, who's been waiting a long time. Waiting to come in the, on the wings, show. if you, mm. if you will. Yes. Um, but thank you all for listening. Yeah, this was so much fun. Thanks to Ife for joining us once again. Mm-hmm. You did very well. <laughs> You're a good man, Ife. You yeah, did very well. You did good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's, what it, that's the tone it was, said to me. I was, that's how I felt. All I'm right. just saying. Well, if he had said that to me, that's what I would. That's how I I took it. You did very well, Alan. Oh, don't, for, don't forget <laughs> to do like very it. well, oh, boys. I don't like it. Uh, don't forget to use your nails. You Go can get them, Alan. <laughs> You can reach us. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where can they reach us? Uh, you can email us at thehammockdistrictonthird at gmail.com. Numerical three. You can also find us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram, both at Bad Neighbors Pod. And uh, you can also find us on iTunes, Patreon. And most places where podcasts are sold. Hit, hit, hit us up with a review on iTunes. Apparently, there's like there's a lot that just immediately immediately goes there. I did I had no idea, but there's like podcast.com. Apparently, we're on that. Podbay FM or something. Oh, yeah, because it's just all our, they just scour for RSS feeds. Yeah, and, and just auto RS what RSS RSS. Mm-hmm. I'm not doing it. <laughs> Rs feeds. Is that what you want? <laughs> 
you'll never be back on the show. So, <laughs> thank you for listening, everybody, and keep watching the skis! <laughs>